This is Global Bible Study, a World Christianity Project, connecting you to the Word and to the world of God. Hello, in this episode, Mariana Leite, an education graduate and a theology student at Brazil Adventist University, is my co-host. To discuss about spirit-empowered witnessing, we welcome Dr. Branislav Mirilov, a Serbia-born missionary who has worked in several countries and is currently the Cyprus Section President. Marcelo Reis, a Brazilian volunteer and graduate student who lives in Morocco. Anola Lakra, an Indian pastor's kid who works as a nurse in Bihar State, India. Okay, thank you everybody for joining us for this study about the Holy Spirit in mission. I want to begin asking Pastor Branislav um, about the power of the Holy Spirit in helping us to witness to people. When Jesus ascended into heaven and he left his disciples only about 12, 11, people, probably in the human eyes, it didn't look very promising, uh, the, the future of the, the, the Christian movement. But the promise of the Holy Spirit made all the difference, it seems like. Is, is that correct? That is uh, very correct. Uh, you can see that uh, before that, uh, they were really afraid. But with the arrival of the Holy Spirit, a tremendous change uh, happened. And uh, you can see the same uh, people, the same people, and uh, the circumstances were uh, just the same. But the effect of their ministry was completely different. And that was definitely with the uh, work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. When we look at the, at the Great Commission, it seems like an impossible task. And even today, 2,000 years later, we look around and uh, the idea of going to every nation, every people, and uh, making disciples and teaching all that Jesus taught us uh, earlier on, seems like a very impossible task. It's, uh, there's a worldwide scope Just the idea of seeing people being transformed and uh, anyways making disciples, uh, it's, it's quite a challenge. Marcelo, you, you've been in different places and uh, you're currently living in Morocco. Uh, how, how challenging is that task? Indeed, when we talk about a mission, it sounds challenging, it sounds difficult, it sounds overwhelming. And when, whenever we come across any situation or circumstance that is overwhelming uh, and, and very challenging, our natural response is fear. And that was the very response the disciples felt when Jesus died. It, it seemed to them that their hopes were lost. The Savior was, was lost. The one they thought was the Messiah was lost. And it's interesting because as Pastor Branislav just started talking, 
uh, I remember that passage in John chapter 20 when Jesus come and he he passes through a, a door that was shut and that is if the verse says John 20 verse uh, 19 and 20 Jesus says peace be upon upon you so uh, in the face of the fear the disciples were feeling before the mission they had Jesus brings them peace and I find the verse very interesting because Jesus after it says peace be upon you he breathes the Holy Spirit on them it's also interesting because it still took a while before they received the power but the promise was given to them at that moment they still didn't have the power to preach and convert multitudes of people but they already received the promise at that very moment and so i think we have to cling on uh, and to this promises of God's word because if we think uh, in our human perspective and only in our human efforts we're going to feel overwhelmed and we're going to be fearful because we are humans we cannot accomplish much in fact Jesus even said without me you can do nothing um, so I believe before the mission we have uh, as the church and as disciples, uh, the only promise and the only solution we have is to believe in this promise. Yes, um, and I believe it is beautiful this transition, as you said, Marcel, from God having sent Jesus and Jesus being the one sending the Holy Spirit and now the Holy Spirit being the one empowering us to go and witness and going before us. Um, Anola, how do we do you believe we can make ourselves more open to the Holy Spirit, to letting it work through us in witnessing to others? First of all, we need to know that we have a great gift from God that He gave us His Holy Spirit so that we can do His work, which God has given us to do in this world. And we need to be open. Uh, we need to open our heart to let Holy Spirit uh, be poured upon us. And then we we can do His work in faith and in confidence. We can share His love to the world. As, as I work in a hospital, I see many uh, people dying each day without receiving the love of God. And it is a great challenge for me uh, to share his love to them. And I see in the entire hospital, me being uh, alone as an Adventist, and it has a great, great challenging for me because we, I mean, I live in a Hindu country where people are very uh, strong in their belief rituals. So um, for me, I share my faith, belief to them. And many people, they have never heard the word Adventist. But I explain them what does it tells what Adventist means what. And like we say, we 
find in John chapter 16 verse 14 it says Christ said that he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever i have said unto you so likewise god has uh, given the holy spirit uh, when he was ascending to heaven he gave his holy spirit to his disciples but it was not only for his disciples but it was for every one of us to take uh, the to receive the holy spirit and to spread his gospel to the entire nation I I want to go back to that uh, portion of the Bible John end of chapter 15 and then a few verses on or one verse in, in chapter 16 and uh as pastor Brennan's love to help us understand how the holy spirit acts in in mission so let's highlight John 15 verse 26 and 27 first So the Bible says when the counselor comes whom I will send to you from the father the spirit of truth who goes out from the father he will testify about me and you also must testify for you have been with me from the beginning and then uh, John 16:8 it says when he comes he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment and of course the whole section here is about the holy spirit what do we learn here about the work of the holy spirit especially in regards to witnessing to other people you can see here how the role of the spirit is uh, has tremendous importance it has tremendous importance in the work and ministry of christ and basically everything connected with Christ's ministry was kind of initiated with the work of the Holy Spirit. The conception, the baptism, the ministry, uh, even the resurrection. The whole life uh, of Christ was connected with the uh, work of the Holy Spirit. In the work of the early church, you can see also tremendous importance of the Spirit in uh, leading, guiding uh, people and kind of uh, uh, introducing them for the ministry. Uh, we have here in India, it's amazing, you know, uh, according to the church tradition, you know, Thomas was the one who brought the gospel to India. There are millions and millions, if you know, of deities. And ever since, ever since, you have people, you know, who were carrying on with that uh, ministry. And uh, what John is actually saying, that um, I think verse uh, eight, yeah, you have that triple ministry kind of of the Holy Spirit, convincing us and telling us what is right, what is wrong, telling us uh, about the righteousness, and, uh, and then also uh, verse 8 uh, uh, says, uh, uh, Counselor will not come, uh, but uh, uh, when he comes, he will uh, convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because um, I'm going to the Father, where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. Uh, tremendous importance in the work and the ministry of the Holy Spirit in convincing the people 
about the need to go back to Christ, back to Christ. That's very nice. And it's it's so amazing how we can see that the Holy Spirit can act with each individual, sometimes in very unique ways. Um, Anola, what do you believe would be ways in which you can see the work in the Holy Spirit working in your context, in the Hindu context? How do people relate to that idea of a Holy Spirit and his work within us? In context of Hindu, like people, they believe more in doing, like uh, they sacrifice, like uh, bringing things to temple, like they're more in rituals, but still like their hearts are not to God, like whomever they believe, they have not a clean heart, they just bring an offering, they bring sacrifices, but for us, like we we only believe in uh, the Bible, we pray, and we we try to explain them that we pray. God doesn't ask us anything. God doesn't ask us anything to bring, and uh, and they, the Hindu people they ask, where is your God? Who is your God? And then we we say that we have the Bible, we have the truth. You know, God has died for us in the cross to save us from this sinful world. But they they listen to us, they understand what we try to say, but they they doesn't follow the words of God. They they are so much into the rituals, they are so much into the practices of like forefather, like from generation to generation they have the practice of uh, bringing of bringing uh, offerings to God in the temple. So if I explain them, it, it's like they feel sometimes they feel it's boring or they doesn't follow the teachings of God. So it's very uh, important for us to ask God's help to pour His Holy Spirit upon us so that he may guide us and he may lead us and he may open the hearts of the people so that they may understand his words. Marcelo, we see uh, Jesus promising the Holy Spirit and then the disciples expected and uh, on the day of Pentecost, there is this uh, marvelous, powerful appearance empowerment of everyone who was there many of those go out to their own places where they had come from now the disciples go out also to preach and witness of God's love and then the whole book of Acts is as some have suggested a book about the acts of the Holy Spirit in the end how, how do we see that development I had mentioned before that I think the world mission is a big task, an impossible task in many ways, and only a miracle would uh, would actually be able to fulfill that task. And perhaps that's what we see happening in the book of Acts. Uh, what is interesting to me is that the way Jesus described how this process would unfold, 
to his disciples. Uh, and Jesus described it in Acts chapter 1, uh, verse 8. He said, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea, and Samaria, and to the end of the earth. So sometimes we think that the Holy Spirit works in a disorganized way because Jesus says the wind blows uh, wherever it wants. But when Jesus mentioned it, he was mentioning somehow the individuality uh, of the Holy Spirit, but not really that the Holy Spirit works in a disorganized way. Because as we see uh, here in Jesus' explanation, the Holy Spirit planned how the mission would develop and unfold. And as we notice this structure, they should start witnessing in Jerusalem. So Jerusalem was the Jewish hub. That was where they were more acquainted with the faith. They were Jews uh, so that they knew the culture, they knew the customs. It would somehow facilitate the mission for them. And as the mission developed and unfolded, they were to go uh, further and further uh, to Judea, to Samaria. In Samaria, they would already experience some cultural differences. And finally, to the end of the earth. So, and that's the pattern also that uh, the book of, we can see this pattern in the book of Acts, leading to Paul witnessing uh, in Corinth, in Antioch, in Europe, in Macedonia, and so on, and up to his death in Rome. So what is interesting to me as I realized this is that the Holy Spirit has a plan. God has a plan for his mission on how this mission should be carried out. Yes, Pastor Brenslow. Uh, what amazes me is uh, really how uh, the Holy Spirit works globally. Uh, here in Cyprus, uh, most of our church members are uh, uh, from different parts of the world. And uh, just on the 27th, we had one uh, young man, a student uh, from Africa being baptized here. That was kind of after post-corona, you know, developments here. Yes. And uh, he was uh, introduced uh, to the church uh, through his friend who was studying here uh, from Namibia. And then he personally, he comes from uh, Nigeria. And uh, it was kind of during his uh, friendship with his friend, during his stay here in Cyprus, that he connected, got baptized, and uh, he will stay here for another year, but who knows where uh, his life and the world will take him. And it's amazing thing that uh, our vision prays that wherever our people go, uh, they will continue to be active uh, um, followers of Christ and also witnesses uh, to the gospel and the ministry of Christ. And so it always amazes me how work, uh, how spirit works globally, you know, in the context of the glo uh, global community, uh, crosses our paths, connects us with people so that we can make uh, 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 
the decisions for Christ. And it says the spirit of truth, the spirit of truth uh, is uh, uh, doing his work uh, across the globe and calling people back to Christ. Amen. Amen. It's so beautiful to see such a precious understanding that we have a God that not only came to be with us, but now lives in us and now reaches to the whole world. Um, And to finish, sorry. Yes, Pastor. How different pieces also create this puzzle, uh, one beautiful puzzle in our lives. Yes, it's beautiful. Um, And to end now, unfortunately, our our time is up, but we've been establishing a tradition of saying Happy Sabbath in different languages. Um, So I would like to invite you, Pastor Vendla, to begin by saying Happy Sabbath in any language you prefer. Uh, Kalo Sabato is probably in Greek, but um, Blagoslovena Subota is Serbian, in Serbian, so I will stop here. (laughs) Okay, nice. And Marcelo, would you like to share with us Happy Sabbath that you've learned? Sad Said is Happy Sabbath in Arabic, and Bon Sabbath is Happy Sabbath in French. Nice. Anola, would you like to share with us what, how do you say Happy Sabbath in Hindi? Sub Sabbath. Sub Sabbath. Very nice. Thank you. Thank you so much for you all for joining us for today. And this will be it for now. So till next episode. Thank you. Bye-bye. On behalf of our producer, Lucas Moreira, And all of us, thanks for joining Global Bible Study. We highly recommend that you study this topic in depth with your study guide. Don't forget to follow and interact with us on social media, on Instagram at World Christianity. Until next time.